Hey friends, this is Jeff and Gary Rayburn. I got my partner alongside of me. Hi, my name is Fred Mooney. I'm excited to be here on the Channel 21 conference line. Yeah, we've got a program tonight that we recorded on our conference line, and we're going to invite you to come join us every week on Thursday nights on our conference line, and you can hear messages like this one that you're going to listen to on tonight's program. What time's it start, Gary? Well, let's see. If we're East Coast, it'll be 6 p.m. on Thursday nights. Central time, where we're located, it's 5 p.m. Rocky Mountain time is 4 p.m. What about that West Coast out there? That'd be 3 p.m. Yeah, we've got a couple of great chaplains out there in California, and they tune in at 3 p.m. every Thursday and join us right here on our conference line. The phone number is 727-731-5062. Thursday nights at 6 p.m. and no access code needed. So you're invited to join us each week right here on Channel 21 Ministries Conference Line. I'm driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's a lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have the white line fever to the day I gotta see I gotta look around I got diesel smoke rolling From two chrome stacks My address is 408-414 A big blue Mac Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have the white line fever to the day that I die I said hey
Hey, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, Lonesome Road Ministry, and we are getting ready to have church on the road. I got my partner with me, Fred Mooney. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Fred's got a great message for us on today's program about sharing Jesus with fear, and it's an awesome, powerful message. Fred also has an awesome, powerful ministry that he goes around sharing Jesus in a very unique way. Tell them about your unique ministry that you have, Fred, with the Feathered Friends. Uh, We use 11 exotic birds, macaws, and parrots to present the gospel. We travel all over the place with these birds presenting the gospel. You'll see them do everything from play basketball to sing Jesus Loves You. Yes, friends, Jesus loves you, and we love you here at Lonesome Road Ministry, and what a great message you're going to hear tonight by my partner, Fred Mooney. But hey, first we're going to put on a couple of awesome songs from our partners, Sunshine Road. Man, what a great group they are. They play all over the country, and they're available to come to your church, so you might want to give them a call. You can call uh, Kevin at 816-456-4874. Book him for your church, your Christian event, or, hey, come to our conference this year in June, and they will be here singing songs like Get On Board, That Glory Train. Here's Sunshine Road. Get on board that glory train. Ride those rails to heaven's door When you hear that whistle blowing And you will see that golden shore Once you hear the great conductor As he gives the great command Listen close, my dear children Go heed through all the land Get on board that glory train Ride those rails to heaven's door When you hear that whistle blowing Then you will see that golden shore must know the day is coming and I believe the time's at hand oh I long to join that choir and we will sing in God's heavenly band get on board that glory train ride those rails to heaven's door When you hear that whistle blowing, then you will see that golden shore. When that final day has come, and the angels take you home, there will be a great celebration with those loved ones already gone. Get on board that 
Sunshine Road. How about one more song by Sunshine Road? And this one's called When Grandpa Sing How Great Thou Art. Man, what a powerful song this is. I was standing in the kitchen after dinner on a Sunday. Not thinking much of nothing Listening to the cowboys play When he picked up my old guitar I know he couldn't play a chord I had to stop and listen As Grandpa softly praised the Lord Oh Lord my God when I, in awesome wonder, consider all the worlds thy hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe. Then in my soul What was lost had come alive Then it took me back To another place in time Yeah, back to the days When Jesus filled my heart That all happened in an instant When Grandpa sang how great thou art He's gone on to be with Jesus But his memory remains And I think about him often when I recollect that day How something so simple As an old man and a song Can take away with sinner And bring him back home to God When Christ shall come with shout of acclamation And take me home What joy shall fill my heart Then I shall bow In humble adoration And then proclaim My God, how great and in my soul What was lost had come alive And 
it took me back to another place and time. Yeah, back to the day, the day that Jesus healed my heart. That all happened in an instant. Grandpa sang, How great thou art. I'm closer now with Jesus Cause Grandpa sang how great thou art Alright, uh, here's my partner Fred Mooney I want to thank Brother Gary here and Channel 21 Ministries for allowing me to speak It's always a humbling experience for me I. I hold you all in very high regard. Tonight, if I was to give this title, I would call it How to Share Jesus When You're Fearful or With Fear. Now, I know tonight I'm preaching to the choir. I know you chaplains share your faith every day. But if you would, try to remember a time when you first shared Jesus with someone. Now, if any of you have heard my testimony, you know that I was saved aboard an aircraft carrier off the coast of Vietnam. So the first person I was to share my testimony with, when we went to Hong Kong, I went into a little uh, gift shop there, and I bought a jade cross. And I shared Jesus with a girl that was working in there. She spoke some English, but she wasn't very fluent, and I really don't know how much she understood, but I got to share the gospel with them. And you remember, when you're first saved, you're just bubbling over. It just bubbles out of you. You can't help it. And that's so important. You know, afterwards, after I got out of the Navy, I went to work as a machinist. I was working in a machine shop, grinding crankshafts that come out of these locomotives. And there was a couple of guys there one of them, his name was Ned, and the other one was named Ted, and they worked side by side. Now, Ned, he was a Christian, and Ted wasn't. And Ned had the idea that he could live a good life, he could treat people the way he's supposed to, and sooner or later somebody would ask him about Jesus, and he would get to share Jesus with them. One day, Ned and Ted, they tucked their break together and sitting out there on the loading dock, eating their potato chips, drinking their soda pop, and Ted looked over at Ned and said, you know, there's something different about you. He said, I can't quite put my finger up, but there's really something different about you. Are you a vegetarian? <laughs> well, that, that really upset Dad because he just knew he was going to say, are you a Christian? The whole point of this story is, sooner or later, you're going to have to speak up and say, I'm a child of the king, and I'd like to tell you my story. And that's why I want to talk to you about tonight, how to share your testimony when you're fearful. What keeps the majority of Christians silent when it comes to sharing with Jesus with others? The fear of rejection? The fear of not knowing what to say. The fear of what people might think of me. The fear of potential problems that might arise if I stand boldly for Jesus. 
I want to ask you tonight, which one of these do you relate to? Fear of rejection? Fear of not knowing what to say? Fear of what people might think of me? Fear of potential problems that might arise if I stand boldly for Jesus. If fear of others is the number one reason we don't share our faith in Christ, how can that obstacle be overcome? First of all, I want you to know you're normal. It's normal to be apprehensive to share your faith for the first time. There's a statement that's going around right now that says 95% of all Christians have never led another person to faith in Jesus Christ. Well, now, honestly, I would go on record saying 100% of Christians have never led another person to faith in Jesus Christ. And you might say, what do you mean by that? The Holy Spirit is the real soul winner. We have the privilege of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with everyone. But only the Holy Spirit can bring someone out of spiritual death to new life in Christ. You never fail when you witness. The only failure is being disappointed, disobedient to God as he gives you opportunity to share. God's not going to disown you or reject you because you fail to maximize that opportunity to share. You never fail if someone turns down Christ. Don't take it personally. If they turn down Jesus, it's him they're rejecting, not you. You know, my wife had a, had a grandma, and she, she was the epitome of the Christian grandma. She read her Bible through every year, and she lived to be over 100 years old. I called her Mrs. Moen. Everybody else called her grandma, but I, out of respect, I called her Mrs. Moen. And every time I would go to a family gathering, Mrs. Moen would always corner me with a Bible question. And nine times out of ten, I'd have to say, well, Mrs. Moen, I just really don't know, but I'll get back to you with an answer for that. Uh, it's a wise man that knows his limitations, you know. Nobody can have, have answers just right at the fly like that. But, you know, Jesus preached the good news, and he's God after all. But still not everyone received his message. John 1.12 says, He come to his own, and those who were, who were his own did not receive him. Just because somebody didn't receive him, didn't stop him from proclaiming the good news. It's normal to have some fear when it comes to sharing your faith in Christ with others. But in 1 Peter 3.14, it says, Do not fear their intimidation and do not be troubled. John 14.1 says, Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. You are normal if you get a little apprehensive when it comes to sharing your faith. Remember, that's just part of it. You begin to overcome that fear by obeying God and believing his truth. 2 Timothy 1.8 Do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, or of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel according to the power of God. You know, as men, sometimes we hatch up mighty plans. And I, I've, been, uh, I've been guilty of that myself. 
I come up with a plan to share the gospel, and I thought it was foolproof. I had a buddy of mine that come down from Chicago, and, and I'm sorry to say he, he was an old drinking buddy of mine back before I gave my heart to Jesus. Well, he come down to visit me, and we live on a farm. We've got a, we've got a lake on that farm. He likes to fish, and I like to fish, and, well, who don't like to fish? Problem is, now I do most of my fishing at Cracker Barrel. I decided I could get him out in that boat, out in the middle of that lake, and I was going to share my testimony with him. So we climbed in the boat. I rode out in the middle, and we fished for a little while. I said, you know, Steve, I love you like a brother. I'd hate to see you die and go to hell. Well, he informed me that he did not want to hear anything about Christianity. And he started cussing me out, and he gave me a good old-fashioned cussing. If you've ever been cussed out, you know what I'm talking about. Well, at that time, I realized I wasn't near as smart as I thought I was. I was in the middle of the lake with a very upset friend, and nowhere to go. I'd give anything to be out of that boat. And I learned one very important thing about that. Before you go to talk to somebody about your faith, you need to pray about that. And you need the wisdom and the knowledge that comes with the Holy Spirit. And he'll go ahead of you and he'll make the way. This is something I did on my own. And believe me, it set me back. But I want you to know it didn't all turn out bad. About 10 years later, when I lived in Mount Vernon, I had, a, I had a dog grooming shop behind my house. And one of my customers come running in. She says, Fred, you're a Christian, ain't you? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, my boyfriend's out in the car and he's going to commit suicide. I said, no. She said, will you come out and talk to him? I said, yeah, I will. So I went out there, and lo and behold, her boyfriend was my friend's dad. And I'd known him ever since I was a little boy. And I said, Tony, what's your problem? He said, well, I got cancer, and I'm tired of suffering. I'm just going to end it all. Well, I talked to him and talked to him. I said, you know, Tony, I'm putting you on my prayer list. I believe we've got a God that's more than able a God that's bigger than cancer. He had never heard much about Jesus. See, he was from the old country. So I talked to him and said if he wanted to make a decision. Well, he didn't want to make a decision at that time. But the good news is about a week later, he went to Little Baptist Church with this lady, and he gave his heart to Jesus. And that was really, really good news because about a month later, he went home to glory. So you never know how things are going to turn out. In 1 Peter 3.15 it says, But sanctify the Lord God in your heart, and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Keep your eyes on Jesus. That is so important. Arthur Steve McVeigh says when people are opposing you, Maybe they're making life difficult for you. It's easy to begin feeling intimidated and tongue-tied. But don't focus on them. Keep your inner eyes on Jesus Christ and entrust yourself to him. 
knowing that he is the Lord over the situation you face. He will guide you. And when opportunity presents itself, you can share the reasons for your faith in the proper spirit. We don't have to make him Lord. We simply have to remember and rest in his lordship. You know, I spent the better part of my life, at least 10 years of my life, from 15 to 25, I made my living playing drums in nightclubs and bars and dives and any place that pay my price. And whenever I get my heart to Jesus, and I got out of the Navy and come home, I took that set of drums and I put it up in my mom and dad's attic. Thought, I'm done with that. See, I went to a church with them, and that church thought the only instruments ought to be in the church was a piano and an organ. Well, one day, some friends of mine come by to visit me. And they were in a gospel group. And they heard I was back in town, and they wanted to go to Nashville and make some albums. And they said, would you go and play on those albums with us? I said, well, now, let me tell you, Butch, I don't do that anymore. I go to a church, don't believe in drums, and so I just don't, I just put them up in the attic, and that part of my life's over with. Well, he told me, he said, Fred, if I can take your Bible right there at your reading, if I can take your Bible and show you in the Bible it's okay for you to play drums, will you go make those albums with us? I said, I, I will. I'll go make them albums. Well, he was setting me up. He took my Bible and he looked to the 150th Psalm and he started reading about praise him on the high-sounding symbols. And I knew right then and there I'd been had. And I said, you're right, brother. I'll go make those albums with you. Well, not only did I make those albums with them, I become part of the group. And we traveled all over the place. And I want you to know that those Pentecostal people were most gracious to me. I was a baby Christian, and they guided me along. I was in trouble all the time. You know, something we don't realize, most people don't speak Christianese. And all the time I was calling something wrong when I should have been calling it right. It's called a platform, not a stage. It's called a ministering opportunity, not a gig. You see, I was in trouble all the time. But I met a man there, and he was the lead singer, a dear friend of mine who went on to be with, with the Lord, Jimmy Smith. Well, something happened in that group that rocked my world. We had a booking agent and a manager, and I'm sad to say he ended up having an affair with one of the married ladies in the group. And that just pulled the rug out from under me. I went over to Jimmy Smith's house and I told him, I said, Jimmy, I'm leaving the group. He said, what's your problem? And I told him. He said, Fred, I'm going to give you a piece of advice. Keep your eyes on Jesus said, if you look at man, you'll be disappointed every time. But keep your eyes on Jesus. I'll never forget that, and that has stuck with me ever since. And I want to give you that same advice. Keep your eyes on Jesus. In Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, it says, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witness surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance of, and the sin which so easily entangles us, 
and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who had endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. You may say, what does this have to do when it comes to sharing Jesus with fear with my family and friends? Well, for one thing, you can quit struggling to win them in your timing. Jesus is Lord. You can quit struggling in your own efforts to win them. Jesus is Lord. You can remember that God is the one that draws them, not you. Jesus is Lord. I want you to know the most frustrated Christian is the one that's trying to do the work of the Lord instead of allowing the Lord of the work to work through them. You know, that's the good I want to repeat it. The most frustrated Christian is the one who's trying to do the work of the Lord instead of allowing the Lord of the work to work through him. In Colossians 1, 28 through 29, we proclaim him, admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom, so that we may present every man complete in Christ. For this purpose, O so I labor, striving according to his power, which mightily works within me. Doing God's work is not about our power. It's not about our might. It's about the power and the might of Almighty God. The third point I want to stress is you got to remember the reward you have for witnessing. In Larry Moore's book on personal evangelism, he shares these four principles on evangelizing out of grace and not guilt. Evangelism is always approached in Scripture as a privilege, not a pain. God never asked anyone to bring the lost to Christ. He only asks us to bring Christ to the lost. God is not asking you to push through closed doors, simply walk through the open ones. The presence of fear does not mean the absence of love. So what is your plan for sharing Jesus with others? Remember who you were before Christ. Remember how you received Christ as Lord and Savior. Remember the difference Jesus is making in your life now and eternally. The reward. There is a reward in knowing that you are obedient to God. There is a reward in knowing that God is at work through you. There is a reward in knowing that your life is making an eternal difference. There is a reward in knowing that others will be included in God's family instead of Satan's. There is a reward in knowing that you are an ambassador of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. There is a reward in knowing that you are a vessel of honor, alive to be useful to your master. There is a reward in knowing you are sharing the best news ever given to mankind. Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you while you were a sinner. Jesus was buried. Jesus is alive forevermore. Because Jesus lives you will live also. What's your plan for sharing Jesus even with fear? In conclusion, realize that you are normal. Fear is a normal response. 
Keep your eyes on Jesus. Remember the reward. An ancient Greek philosopher had this quote. Smart people learn from everything and everybody and everyone. Average people from their experiences. Stupid people already have the answers. I don't think I have all the answers. But I know someone that has led more people to Jesus in a one-in-one situation than anyone else I know. And that's Gary Rayburn. And he's agreed to share his thought on this subject. And I'm turning it over to my partner and brother in Christ, Gary Rayburn. Well, I appreciate you, Fred, and that's a great message. Uh, Sharing your faith, man, I'll tell you, that's what it's all about for each and every one of us. We're all chaplains, and that's, that's what we do is we share our faith out there on the road, share our faith wherever we we're at. You guys have got a great plan of doing that. That's the reason we're all working together, so we can learn from each other. It hasn't been easy for me. I mean, because I always thought, you know, who am I? <laughs> but uh, that's the best thing we can do is stay humble and not forget who we was before we met Christ. And I That's the reason our testimonies are so important, because people want to see Jesus. They don't necessarily want to hear a sermon. They want to see Jesus, and we are the only Bible some people will ever read. So they have to see Jesus in us. And when you go to witness somebody, I mean, they'll ask you questions that you can't answer every time. They're trying to throw you off of what you're there for, but... Always have an answer for whoever asks you any kind of question. Just like Fred was talking about his uh, uh, grandmother-in-law. She was she knew the Bible better than anybody. She read it through every year, and she was doing that to, to teach Fred is what she was doing, to help him be that witness that God was calling him to be. And she would make him dive into that Bible and find those answers. And many times he'd find that, that he didn't know the answer. When somebody asks you something that you don't know, just tell them, I don't know. But then you tell them what you do know. And what you do know is what Jesus Christ done in your life. So we want to be ready to always be ready with an answer, always be ready to share what Jesus has done in our life. And, you know, Fred's talking about how many people I've led to the Lord, but most of the people I've led to the Lord have been through a CD or they've called me and I've got a chance to pray with them, but they've already made the decision when they call me. <laughs> so it's, it's not that hard. I don't have to uh, try to convince anybody because when they call me, they're ready to give their heart to the Lord. And many times we see people out on the road and they, somebody else has already done all the work and all you have to do is uh, share your testimony and, and pray with them and, and share Jesus and lead them to the Lord. I mean, that's what our job is, is to share our faith with people out on the road. So I get a chance to talk to somebody every day in here that's out on the road that have listened to one of our CDs. And the reason I get to talk to those people is because of you guys. You're the ones that are planting those seeds out there. So it's a team effort. And if we would work together, then... It will continue that. And we heard a guy last week 
his Roger Wigley, man, I tell you, was he ever on fire. I mean, this guy is so passionate about sharing his testimony and sharing his faith. That's what each and every one of us need to be is passionate. If we'll have that passion to see our family, our friends, our neighbors, our people out on the road get saved, then we will reach people everywhere we go. And Roger's uh, testimony, I just uploaded it last Friday to our podcast. It's already had over 350 plays on it. And the reason that is, is because he's been sharing it with everybody he knows. And that's what we have to do. We have to share with everybody we know. And each and every one of you can have your testimony on a podcast, on a CD. And all we have to do is, is get it recorded and get it out there. And then you can share it with everybody that you know. On my emails, I've got my testimony. I send a clip of my testimony. It's uh, four minutes is all it is. And each and every one of us can have a four-minute clip of our testimony and put it on our emails or put it on Facebook or put it on wherever. I mean, that's what we have to do. We have to get that message out there. It doesn't have to be an hour message. It doesn't have to be a sermon. All it has to be is telling people what Jesus has done for us. And and we can all do that. And that's what our ministry is all about is, is uh, helping others share their story, share their testimony, whether it's a four-minute clip or a 40-minute testimony. It doesn't really matter, but that is what we can do, and that's what we will do. Next week, Lillian is speaking on our conference lines, and so this conference line is for all of us. So if, if you've got a testimony and you want to share something, you let me know. We will get it out there, and if it's a four-minute clip, that you want to tag on to your email, we'll put that to, together, email it to you, and then you can attach it to your email, put it on Facebook, whatever it is, we can do it. I've been talking about stretching a net across America, and that's what we can do if we all tie ourselves together, work together, we can stretch this net, we can reach those people that that are hard to witness to. And sometimes it might just be a little... Uh, email. It might be a text. It might be, you can text them too, by the way. You can text those podcasts to people. You can text a four-minute clip to people. Here's my testimony. Let me share my testimony with you. You know, everybody is uh, capable of sharing a four-minute testimony. And it doesn't have to be a sermon. It doesn't have to be 40-minute testimony. It can just be your heart. That's what people are looking for. They want to hear your heart. So Fred was, uh, you know, Fred was talking about witnessing to his friend in that boat. And uh, that made me think of uh, something that I've, I share a lot. And it's, it's, you just never know when you go to witness somebody what's going to happen. I mean, you witnessed that guy and you, it didn't turn out the way you wanted it no, to. No, it didn't. But you got to witness to his dad his dad got saved and so you just never know what god is up to so we always have to be ready and willing to share our faith this story uh i have here i put it on several cds but it's it's called you just never know and i've got it on a i think i've got it on a a minute and a half clip uh a jump start so 
It's, it goes like this. You just never know when you lift up the name of Jesus what's going to happen. Just like Fred out there in that boat. And I heard this story uh, the other day about a Sunday school teacher who God laid it on his heart to go and witness to a young boy by the name of Dwight who had quit coming to Sunday school. Now this Sunday school teacher went to where this young man worked and he walked up and down the sidewalk trying to get up the courage. Fred's talking about sharing Jesus with fear. Now here's a Sunday school teacher that was trying to get up enough courage to go in and witness somebody. We all have that fear sometimes, but God will give us the courage that we need if we just pray about it beforehand and walk in there and witness. And so he went in and witnessed to this young man. And what he didn't know was that the Holy Spirit had already went in and was already drawing this lad to him. So when the Sunday school teacher went in to share the greatest story ever told, the message of Jesus Christ to this young man by the name of Dwight, he was gloriously saved by the grace of God. And this young man was none other than Dwight Lyman Moody, D.L. Moody. And everybody's heard of D.L. Moody. Now, D.L. Moody would eventually go across the sea to preach, and he would preach to thousands of people. He met a man by the name of F.B. Meyer, who was ready to give up his ministry. And D.L. Moody encouraged him to keep on keeping on for Jesus. F.B. Meyer kept on preaching, and he would go on to win a guy by the name of Wilbur Chapman to the Lord. And God used Wilbur Chapman in a dynamic way, and his awesome preaching won a guy by the name of Billy Sunday, a Chicago White Sox baseball player. He won him to the Lord. And Billy Sunday became a preacher, and he won a guy by the name of Mordecai Ham to Jesus. Now, Mordecai Ham, he would eventually be called to preach, and he preached a tent revival in the hills of North Carolina, and a young boy by the name of Billy came forward one night at a tent revival and gave his life to Jesus. Now that young boy by the name of Billy was called to preach. And Billy Graham, he went on to preach. So you just never know how God is going to use you when he calls you to go and witness to someone. So if God's calling you to go and witness to someone, we pray that Fred's testimony this little story will help you be that witness out there on the highway that God has called you to be. So thank you all for all you're doing. Appreciate your prayers. Appreciate all your support here in the ministry, keeping us going so that we can keep sending CDs, podcasts, radio, and now TV programs out across America. So God bless you all. You got anything you want to add, Fred? I believe you covered it really great, Gary. I really enjoyed what you said there. And you never know. You just never know. Lord, Lord, I hear you call. I hear your knock. At my door Come on in And ease my pain I've never felt hurt like this before The darkness has covered me 
from inside my shame no longer can I ignore yes it's time I realize Jesus is Lord 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 come be my friend please Lord forgive me Wash away my sins I surrender my life is yours Jesus is Lord Lord, Lord, hear my song I pray, Lord, keep me strong I know now I was wrong In my heart that's where you belong The darkness has covered me from inside My shame no longer can I ignore Yes, it's time I realize Jesus is Lord Lord, Lord, come be my friend Please, Lord, forgive me Wash away my sins I surrender my life is yours Jesus is Lord Be my friend, please, Lord, forgive me. Wash away my sins. I surrender my life is yours. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Are you away from God? Would you like to get closer to God than you've ever been? It's as simple as saying a little prayer, asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart, asking Jesus Christ to fire you back up like you was when you first got saved. Whatever the situation is with you right now, we want to pray with you. It's as easy as ABC. First part is the letter A that stands for admit. First of all, you need to admit that you're a sinner. For we know in Romans 3.23 it says, For all sin comes short of the glory of God. Now my pastor told me all means all, and that's all it means. It means everyone. Me, you, we all have sinned. And B stands for believe. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that whosoever, and we're all a whosoever, shall believe upon him, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the C stands for confess. Confess in your heart that you believe Jesus Christ is God's Son. He died on the cross for your sins and mine. He rose on the third day. And if you admit, believe, and confess that, you will be saved, and you'll become part of the family, part of the family of God. 
So drivers, all you have to do is pray a simple little prayer. Just pray, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I want to be a Christian. It's not the words you say, it's the coming from your heart. When you speak from your heart, God hears your heart, and he will do what you say. If you ask him to save you, he will save you. God knows what's in your heart, and he reads it. Amen. Amen. So cry out today and ask Christ into your heart, and then give us a call right here at Lonesome Road Ministry. And what's that phone number again? 618-383-2107. There was pain in my eyes My heart was slowly breaking As I took another hit of speed And drank my whiskey down I could see my mama cry As I come down off my high Wasn't an escape But a prison that I found I have traveled life's lonely highway I have slept out in the rain I've been cold Lord I've been hungry I'll never have to travel that lonely Again. Lived on hell's half acre Down to my rope's end Spent all my money I lost every friend Colored flowers of madness Blossomed in my mind Stealing time from heaven Ain't been no easy ride I have traveled Life's lonely highway I have slept out In the rain I've been cold, Lord I've been hungry Never have to travel that lonely road again As I grew older I've done my time Jesus picked me up When I reached the end of the line Life's lonely highway 
I have slept out in the rain I've been cold, Lord, I've been hungry I'll never have to travel that lonely road again No, I'll never have to travel that lonely road again Hello, Lonesome Road family. This is James Payne. I'm coming to you from the cab of my pickup truck. You know, we know that when we put a seed in God's hand, he always multiplies that seed back to our life. So I'm praying that you will hear God and give liberally and sacrificially. Your seed will get God's attention. It'll also get God's affection and God's anointing and God will multiply that seed back to your life. And then second of all, why not become a monthly partner with Lonesome Road Ministries? There's 8.7 million truckers that go up and down the highways of America, away from their family, away from their friends, in the lonely cab of an 18-wheeler. But through Pastor Gary's ministry, we can put a CD with songs and messages that will uplift that truck driver, change him, change his family, and launch his destiny. So I pray you'll hear God's voice today and you'll obey God. And as you do, God's going to bless you like you've never been blessed before. God bless you. I love you. Beside her, and these words I heard her say, I've just seen the rock of ages, Jacob's ladders hanging down. I've just crossed the river of joy. Beside her Whispered softly her goodbye I've just seen the rock of ages Jacob's ladders hanging down I've just crossed the river of joy 
I've got some great news for you. Lonesome Road Ministry is moving up to a new level. We are going to have our own streaming channel, thanks to Rick J of Global Media OTT Network. I met Rick out at uh, Kingdom City at the Driver's Appreciation Days at the Trucker's Chapel, and me and Rick got to talking, and he decided he wanted to give us our own streaming channel. So we're going to be able to stream Lonesome Road TV on Global Media OTT Network. That's on Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, and we're pretty excited about where God is taking us in 2024. So stay tuned for more exciting news about Lonesome Road Ministries TV program on Global Media OTT Network. Hey, you can search uh, Rick J presents and find lonesome road tv and we're starting to get a lot of programs on there roger barkley jr is helping us with this tv project and he is doing a wonderful job check it out check see what he's doing with some of our programs on lonesome road tv Roads of life lost without hope. Eighteen wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. Hey drivers, we appreciate you letting us ride along with you in the cab. And you can contact us at 618-383-2107 or you can log on to our website at lonesomeroad.org and check us out on the web. You can listen to all of our radio programs on our website on our broadcast from the past page. So check it out. And if you ask Jesus Christ into your heart, then give us a call and let us know. Broken-hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree 